Thank you for tuning in to The Kelly Fuller Show. We have a great one in store for you today. Lots of fun, good music, according to Kelly. (laughs) I hope you like it too. But you know, today we're also going to speak with a couple of local business owners downtown. And uh, we have Sandina and Rick. You may know them as the owners of Sala Salon and Molinari Cafe. We're going to hear about um, what's going on for them and and for downtown in regards to the issues with the earthquake and what's still happening and, and how their businesses are being affected. And I have a feeling we're going to get into some other uh other aspects of that as well. But let's kick it off with some George Benson. I've got reason for you.
That's the London Souls with Steady Are You Ready. This is Kelly, and coming up and coming up next, as a matter of fact, I've got two local business owners from downtown, Sandina Bailo from Sala Salon and Rick Molinari of Molinari Cafe, talking about what's going on downtown and uh, how they're doing after the earthquake.
Well, I've been talking for the last couple of weeks about downtown, downtown Napa and um, how things are going with the earthquake repairs and everything else. And I thought, who better to talk about downtown than local business owners who are right there in the thick of it. And this this day, we have a couple of uh, local business owners, Sandina Bello from Sala Salon and Rick Molinari, Molinari Cafe. Hello, folks. Thanks for coming in. Hello. Thank this you for having me. Great. Thank I know you, you. you both are so busy and you have a lot going on with your businesses, but I appreciate you taking the time. So I guess um, we let's start with the earthquake. Um, I have a feeling this conversation might go <laughs> a little <laughs> deeper than that. But let's start with the earthquake. I know that you both of your businesses were severely affected and continue to be affected. So, um, Sandina, let's start with you. Tell us um, what happened with your salon. First of all, where is your salon located or where was it located? I don't know if you're in the it's, same place. We're still in the same place. Okay. Um, we're on First Street between Franklin and Randolph. We're in a new a newer building. It's only six years old. So we're in the new Zeller building. Zeller mm-hmm. building. A Zeller building has been there for a, a long time. Yeah. Given that it's a new building, it was constructed to withstand an earthquake and save lives. Mm-hmm. Um, it also is outfitted with sprinkler pipes. Oh, so you had water damage. Yes, I would have been up and running within a very short period of time if it had been earthquake damage. So were, were, was there any earthquake damage at yes. all? Yes, the oh, there was definitely okay. earthquake damage, and there still is to the exterior. But the substantial amount of damage was from broken sprinkler pipes. Some people were under the impression that they went off. And they didn't go off, they snapped. Oh, because they're rigid. It's that black plastic that's very Mm -hmm. rigid. Mm -hmm. It makes several 90 degree turns to go around air conditioning units, that kind of thing in the ceiling. They snapped. That's pressurized water. And I didn't have access to the riser room. Oh, my goodness. So you there was nothing you could do about it. My husband and I stood there and watched. So how, how quickly were you able to get down there? We were down there. We very quickly got a message from a friend who said there's water coming out of the salon. Oh. Because we live in Browns Valley, so we have, we're going around the house. Making... So you lived in one of the hardest hit places Right. Well. <laughs> oh, no, double whammy. Double whammy. Oh. So we just wanted to get things a little under control at the house. Um, we were both fine. The dogs were fine, but it was mm. pretty colorful mm-hmm. as far as the different colors of glass that were oh. all over the floor. Oh. But we quickly got a message that said there was water, and they said, water at? No, water coming under the door. And we went, oh, my goodness, we need to go now. So within an hour, we were down there. Mm-hmm. And we brought tools with us. Mm-hmm. We kind of said, okay, what could we potentially need? So we packed up the car and went down. We turned off. We weren't able to tell where the water exactly was coming from. So it wasn't coming down from the ceiling or anything? It was or? coming down from the ceiling, but it was spraying in different directions. Oh. Um, so we said, well, first let's turn off the water to the building. And we went and turned off the water to the entire building. Mm-hmm. Shone our flashlights and said, okay, that didn't do anything. Because the water was doing things, bizarre things like going into the overflow tray of the air conditioning unit and shooting out a couple feet away in a different direction oh from the overflow pipe that had nothing to do with the air conditioning unit. It's just that's right how the water was going but once in. you turned the water off didn't that eventually stem it no that's no. an entirely di- i learned too much that's an entirely different system okay so okay. you had to have a key to the riser room i see there are two parties that have a key to the riser room the fire department and the landlord and where was the landlord not answering his phone oh my goodness and of course the fire department was swamped with 911 calls <laughs> no you were- they were they were swamped I went down there in person. Mm-hmm. Um, the police called for me because here's there's water cask. There was a current going across the sidewalk. Mm. The police called for me. Um, city council members went down to the fire chief and asked that it be turned off. Right. And they I couldn't was, just give you a key. They couldn't give me a key. And to be frank, Kelly, we found out that they didn't have a plan for broken sprinkler pipes. Oh, so that's one of the things that. Yes. needs to be put into place. <laughs> yes, I think it might be now. Yes, I bet yeah. it is. So, so how long did the water um, five and a half, out? Five and a half hours. And so that meant that your salon was completely out of commission? Completely. completely. So what did you do? Um, very quickly, there were people on the ground who did mitigation work. 
Mm-hmm. Signed on with one of those. They were in there by 3 o'clock. We had friends come down early in the morning, just at daybreak. And so as soon as we got the water turned off, we had friends who just magically appeared, helping us sweep wow. just all the water out of much of the water out of the salon as we could, mm-hmm. pick up product, pick up, just start carting trash out because things were destroyed. Um, the water had soaked the ceiling, the acoustical tiles, oh. and they were dropping. Oh, my gosh. That sounds dangerous. We actually had to call people out of the building at a certain point because mm-hmm. they were dropping. And I thought, we don't need someone to get hurt. You don't know this. the whole ceiling's going to collapse. Exactly. Right? So, so you were closed for a number of days. How long was and four, then four weeks. Four weeks. And then at what point did you get a trailer? It was the following week. Mm-hmm. And the movie business is wonderful. Within 48 hours of me saying, yes, there was a trailer parked out front. The movie business. Yes. Well, that's your history. Yes. Tell us about that. <laughs> I worked in feature films for 20 years, for mostly for Lucasfilm, but also for Francis Ford Coppola. He was my introduction to Napa Valley. And so they stepped up for you. I called... The movie business is the kind of people who, you call them, they get things done. Right. So I called. I said, I need to explain to you why I need this trailer, because you're (laughs) going to think I'm nuts. And they listened very intently, and they said, oh, my gosh. So let us see what we can do for you. Within an hour, they were emailing me pictures. Would this trailer suffice for your needs? Would this work for you? Okay, we'll have a driver up there. We'll have it parked for you. We'll have it ready to go. And even though you did get the trailer, it still um, had a negative effect on your business because now you couldn't have all of your employees, right? You didn't all fit into the trailer. No, because it was a hairstyling trailer for movie sets. So it really wasn't equipped to do color and cuts. It was meant for styling. So it was a limit. You could work, but it was limited. Right. So I could have two stylists at a time and then a a receptionist, so to speak, Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. We did a concierge service. So if you wanted product, I had all the product at my house. Um, Employees had come and inventoried it and cleaned it and everything, had it in my back room. So then we would handpick your bag and we would, I would drive it down and say, here's your product. So you were very creative. You found a way to work around this. But you You say that uh, we were talking earlier, Sandina, and you said that you you feel that your business is still being affected. So tell us about that. After the earthquake, there was a small resurgence of people saying we want to support businesses that have been affected and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. We noticed the day that the streets went two way, it got very quiet downtown. Really? Extremely quiet. And there seemed to be a lot of fear on people's part of, oh, my gosh, is it going to be dangerous to drive downtown? I remember that. Yeah. I was kind of surprised at that reaction. Um, I thought it was really exaggerated. Like people don't know how to drive, really? You don't know how? (laughs) Well, we drive two-way streets the rest of the city. Right. So, and there were signs everywhere and, and flags for a while. And there was no way you could miss it. And everyone was sorry. Everyone was notified. Right. Well everyone was advanced. notified like over they and over would, and over. They would do it, right. correct. But so you think that had a, a big effect? That had an effect the local state away. Interesting. Okay, well, we're going to talk with Rick Molinari when we come back and hear his story about the cafe coming up. Here's Imagine Dragons with Shots. <laughs>
can't wait till Imagine Dragons plays at Bottle Rock. And how about uh, when The Cure played Bottle Rock? Yeah, let's, let's get a little of them in here too. hear the story from Rick Molinari of Molinari Cafe. Rick, tell us what happened after the earthquake. Well, my earthquake story, getting a call from my manager to come down to the store at f- four o'clock in the morning, which I did. And coming down there was just, um, I'm right in the middle of it. I mean, I had just moved there in May. So tell us where you're located for those who might not know. Well, right now I'm across from the courthouse between 2nd and 3rd on Brown Street. I'm like right, literally right in the middle of mm-hmm. everything. Um, I recently moved there from Main Street in, in May and business was actually doubling. Mm. So when I walked down at 4 o'clock in the morning and noticed bricks still falling, courthouse start cracking and, you know, the carpet building because... That was done, and a lot of my friends that own restaurants down there were basically sitting there looking at my building, waiting for me to come because they thought that something would have happened in my building. But Mm -hmm. I walk in, and there's only a few things that are done, and uh, lucky that there wasn't a lot, and uh, cleaned up what I could, and then ran up to – I did have a small pickup shop up in Yachtville, which I had to close because I couldn't afford – both businesses to try oh. and keep up the shop. Uh, I was actually ready and up the next day that, that morning and opened um, brewing coffee and basically business as usual. Um, it was actually awesome. And then I got shut down four and a half hours later 
because it was deemed that everyone around me wasn't safe and it wasn't safe to be down there to have customers or anybody right. in my building whatsoever. So let's get a visual here. You are right in the middle. One side of you is Carpe Diem. Correct. And we know that that whole big turret area just completely fell. Correct. The other side, is that the bail bonds? Yeah, that's the bail bonds. Uh, Shakita was there and a couple other legal businesses on the left-hand side. And um, that fell. I mean, a lot of that fell. A lot of bricks and things um, fell over there. More of the brick wall in the parking lot on right. the third street side mm -hmm. fell. Um, some bricks had fallen off towards the back alley right luckily nothing really fell on on my building at that point but things were falling down so on either side of you things are crumbling and, and so they they said well we need to shut you down yeah the reason why they reason. needed to shut down is because the top of the the brick building that which was next to me uh it was it was coming out it wasn't falling inwards it was, it was falling, falling out. outward okay and there would have been a good possibility that any of those bricks if another shock came that those bricks actually could have fell over on top into mm -hmm. my skylights on top of my building so they just basically put a hold on me i think it was um probably a good month and a half before i could actually open back up again and that's so hard on on a business especially uh, when you move in, right you from another moved. location exactly right. So then you reopened, but your trials were not over. <laughs> Tell us about what's going on. No, with, uh, I, I have a luxury of being able to look ahead at things, which I wish that you know some of the business in, in city and of Napa would look at as well. But they shut off the gas right on the corner of 3rd and Brown, and I knew right then and there that I was not going to be able to, to open my doors unless I had gas. Right. And so no gas means no hot water to clean. I, I could mm -hmm. manage with everything else mm -hmm. because it, it had to do with electricity, right. but they were thinking about shutting the electricity off. Well, at that point I called the city and I said, well, we need to do something about this because I'm not going to be able to open. You're, you're sending me to be green tagged after I can get the roof fixed, everything mm -hmm. done, which, you know, Holcomb had stepped up a lot by putting, uh, he's the owner of your building. He was the owner of the building. He he's the no owner. longer the owner of my business, but, okay. uh, he put six by six beams up there and two sheets of inch and an eighth. So he spent about, I think about $40,000 in wood for his three locations. So nothing could fall. If mm -hmm. it did fall, it was the business could stay open because the business that was threatening to fall on your business that was owned by a different landlord. Yeah, it's um, Brian Silver. He owned that whole he owned that whole strip right there. Okay, which uh, was supposed to be retrofitted, but never was. I remember, right. yeah, that the 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 anger about that that yeah. he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Yeah, but it's uh, to this point, you know, right now I just got my gas put back on, and I'm waiting to get my electric gas electric water heater that was actually given to me by a customer. So I. Mm, wow. electric water heater in my office. And now that I have gas back on, I'm going to get that turned on, but it's still a struggle every day. Um, they're not working on the silver building until probably mid June and the same with the courthouse. And so, there's fence, there's chain yeah. link fences completely surrounding your business. Correct. And what I noticed, I was, um, I was in jury duty and I, I know exactly where you are. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm going to come in and get a cup of coffee before jury duty. And I had to wander around, try to figure out how to get in there. Right. So I thought someone who doesn't even know you're there right. would never see you. But it used to be that you had an A-frame sign yes. on the corner. What happened to that? The, the A-frame signs I actually had on both corners, both on second mm -hmm. and on third. And um, recently I was asked to, you know, the, I understand that there was a law in, in 2011, but there, he was going around and making sure that all A-frame signs are, are completely taken down. Who is um, the, one of the city managers, I can't okay. remember his name, I think. And Do you know Sandina by any chance? I don't know. I was, we were sent notices saying that the city would be enforcing that. Right. right. That there was a temporary stay in the days following the earthquake. Mm -hmm. There were neighboring businesses around us who decided to put them out again mm -hmm. during that time and even called the city themselves saying, please mm -hmm. let us do this. And we were recently, as yeah. Rick is referring, notified that they were going to be enforcing it again. Any idea yeah. why? Because 
because there's still a lot of scaffolding and fences and obscuring the businesses. Any idea why the, the cracking down right now? I, I think a lot of it is because I think they just, uh, they just want to make sure that everything's safe again for walking. The main reason of the A-frames is it's an ADA law. Um, so people with either disabilities, wheelchairs, mm -hmm. that they don't have to go around it. Right. Um, there is a lot of more people walking around downtown, so mm -hmm. it's obstructing, especially part of Main Street where I used to be. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of walking space. Right. right. Um, what they told me, of course, is I can't have it on the sidewalks. Well, I have a whole entire street to myself, so... I took it off the sidewalk and now they're standing in the middle of the street. So I have them. They're not cheap. I think they both A-frames, which are nice, they cost me $800 to get wow. those A-frames. And so it's I have been... a lot been, of coffee. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of coffee. I, I've been working with the city and asking them certain things. Can I put my signs here? Can I put my mm -hmm. signs there? Um, since there's no one that can come into the courthouse on my side... They have to go on to the other side on Coombe right, Street. Right. So I was putting signs on Coombe Street on actually their lawn, not on the sidewalk. Right. And I was getting those customers, again, that come on Mondays and Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, right now, and even leaving this morning, uh, on even on Sunday, I do not get the normal weekend traffic, and I do not get my Monday-Tuesday business back. And I've lost a lot of revenue um, because of that. So... I'm working with the city and they're finally working with me on it, getting me information mm -hmm. of when things are going to start. So I'm working on getting signs, you know, to be able to put on the fences that they have up. And That's what I was wondering. Right. What if there's a carpe diem sign on right. one of the fences? Right. We can do that because it's, it's, uh, they're allowing us to do that, but it's also the owner of the building's property technically, mm -hmm. and that they are okay with it, then okay. we can do it. So I'm working on an, probably another $1,000 worth of signage that I'm wow. going to have to pay for wow. to try and attract business downtown. During the week up until 1.30, o'clock, uh, it's normal business hours for me. But after, after 2 o'clock, there's no parking. No one that's walking around in the afternoon knows that I'm there. Right. Uh, and like you said, there's, in that area around me, when the contractors start work, oh, wow, there's yeah. trucks parked in, in those areas. Right. So people cannot see. It there. really looks like the whole building's yeah. closed. Yeah, FedEx, I think I haven't followed up with them, but the, FedEx uses Google Maps. Mm -hmm. So if you go on Google Maps, it right. says that the street's indefinitely closed and no businesses are open. Oh. So I can't use FedEx anymore for any of my products or anything. Because oh, my goodness. Jeez, I, I can't that. believe that. Because Google is their maps. <sighs> and so... What'll happen is, is if it's a product that goes on, found this out the hard way because I ran out of chocolate for a week, mm. but it says that this road's closed, so it won't even go on the truck. Wow. Well, we have a lot more to talk about. Um, we want to know about the state of affairs right now in downtown and um, some ideas and brainstorming of how to make it better. So we'll be talking about that. Right now, I've got Soulful Strut by Grover Washington, Jr.
Johnny Lang before you hit the ground. Love it. Johnny comes to Napa. He plays at the Uptown, and uh, he's just an all-around great guy. Very talented man. Before that, I had Irma Franklin with Peace of My Heart. That was a new one to me. Maybe it was new to you, too. I'm always familiar with the uh, Janis Joplin version of that. Well, we're uh, with a couple of downtown business owners, Rick Molinari from Molinari Cafe and Sandina Balo with Salas Salon. And uh, I want to pick up um, what well, we were talking about downtown and kind of the state of affairs now. I've been hearing it said that there seems to be less foot traffic downtown. And I'm just wondering if you have a sense of, is this locals, is this tourists, a little of both? What are your thoughts on that, Sandina? I track return clients mm-hmm. as opposed to new new guests. The new guest definitely was down. For me, I have two segments of my business, okay. which is pretty obvious. With the salon, I've got the service side. So that is staying strong. That's staying consistent. You have your clients that are going to repeat. Exactly. That we were calling, we call them individually. Right. (laughs) We had to do a lot of one-on-one. But the retail is where we've taken it. Hit. Because that was walk walk by, right? Or, Foot traffic. Or... or it's people like you coming down to do your errands of saying, yes, I need, oh, I'm okay. out of my face wash. I'm out of my shampoo. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I'm getting feedback from people when I run into them around town. It's too difficult to get around downtown. There's not right. enough open downtown. I don't want to deal with the two-way streets downtown. There's a list of perceived issues. Mm-hmm. And I try to dispel those, mm-hmm. that there is parking. There, are, Those local businesses still are open. Right. Um, right now, I'm working with the city in trying to put signage up on the Goodman Library cyclone fence. Because oh. right now, when you walk from Main Street West mm-hmm. on the north side where the new hotel is going, that sidewalk is not accessible for a right. couple blocks. It's right. gone. Well, the Goodman Library has got it blocked also. So when you look down the street, it looks like it's open to cars, but not to pedestrians. Right, right. But there's a cyclone tunnel in front of the Goodman Library. So I'm trying to get signage around that area to say, more shops open. You know that That's a there's, great idea. Well, and I'm looking at my watch going, it's February. Let's do this. <laughs> this has been this way for a month. So Let's who, do something. So who needs to, to approve it? Is it the city council? Is it the downtown association? Is it both? I think it's more of the the city council. It's not has that's the thing I don't think to do with the the downtown association. Right. It's the people that um, issue the permits for the sidewalks. So it's pretty much the city. 
Okay. But I was also told, then we get into the politics of that the city cannot be seen as showing favoritism to a certain retail area over another. So by putting up signage, for those of us who are being blocked, they're showing favoritism. So they're trying to now work in conjunction with the downtown association to spread that responsibility so the city is not perceived as showing favoritism. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's interesting because... I guess in my mind, um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think of that as showing favoritism. I would think of it as here's a tunnel nobody knows exists. Um, let's help people find their way around downtown. And there's there's enough for all of us. Right. I mean, I, I wonder if we could take a poll of all the downtown business owners. I wonder if they would say, oh, that's favoritism. We don't want there to be a sign at that place. You know what I mean? I totally understand. I think I know, and I, I think you agree with me on mm-hmm. this. Um, I think, you know, having, we both, we have all lived here for so many years. I think we kind of know a lot of the people and that that would not be a problem. Well, you'd also need to look at it this way. There's... There's the city, the Chamber of Commerce, and, right. and whatnot. They should be there supporting the local businesses. Right. And we do need to put something that says there are more business open. It's not pretty much saying that it's just for, for her in, in general. Right. It's uh, something that just, I think, needs to be totally done. I think it has to do with, with just accessibility downtown. Right. So if we're going right. to have scaffolding and fences and all of that at various places, then we need to have that signage and we need to have that attention drawn and make it look as welcoming as possible. Exactly. And I don't think it has anything to do with favoritism. It just has to do with, and the more people we have downtown, it's going to benefit everyone. Exactly. Not just one or two stores. Right. No, it makes for a more, I want to say vibrant downtown. I think I'm being very optimistic at this point for the next couple of years of it being vibrant, but that, as Rick says, it helps all of us. If people are coming down to the West End where I'm located, Mm -hmm. That means they're walking around. Everywhere. They're going everywhere. And people are very concerned at this point about what kind of businesses are going to be downtown. Right. Are we going to have local businesses? Well, you have local businesses today. Come support them so that you'll continue right. to have them. And there's a lot you know? downtown. Yeah, there is. We have a Lexley. I think there's probably, like I think, three businesses downtown, restaurants. I think there's only restaurants that are downtown, three of them that are not local. Then we have so many local businesses downtown, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. The word needs to get out that, yes, we are, all of us are open. Uh, there was a day day or two ago I was out, and they're like, Rick, what are you doing? Are, are you on vacation? What are you doing? And I'm like, um, what do you mean? On vacation? And it's like, oh, are you open yet? And oh, I'm my like, gosh. Yeah, I'm, I've been technically open since, you know, the day after, but yeah. I'm, I'm there. And I don't think a lot of people realize that downtown, a lot of downtown businesses are open. And that's where I think the city, the chamber, and the downtown association needs to actually say yes we're open put more of them yes they did the first month and a half they after the earthquake had happened there was signs down the street there were signs saying that there were businesses open open. but i think there just needs to be something that comes up and i don't know maybe the register or the city or the chamber of commerce bring something together and say hey get a group of all of the downtown people together and say Mm -hmm. these are the businesses that were affected yes we're still open you know, come down and visit us or something like that. I know that Visit Napa Valley and, you know, the tourism industry has really done a good job getting that message out to tourists that we're open for business. So ironically, I I don't know, but I suspect that it might be more of a local messaging that needs to happen. Um, And like Sandina, like you said, with the two-way streets, I, you know, we're all here to tell you if you're afraid of the two-way streets, (laughs) they're the easiest things in the whole wide world (laughs) to to navigate. It's and like I understand 20 miles an hour. The, the, the trepidation at first because it is different and it, it is different. It, it, yeah, it was kind of fun and surreal the first week because it was. Yes. this is my town, but it looks oh, totally different I, from this yeah, angle. I was tripping out on that. Like, yes. oh, going down First Street, traveling east was just yes. wow. Yes. <laughs> but then it dawned on me that I could turn. 
I could make right turns, left turns, anywhere I wanted. (laughs) And I got very excited. It's actually easier to get around downtown now than it's ever been. I agree. And there's parking everywhere. And there's even some street parking. But the parking garages or the parking lots, there's public parking lots. It's... Everything's so walkable. It's just really easy. I'm actually surprised to tell you the truth that there has not been any accidents that I know of 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 the streets, and it it is right. It's it's, so anticlimactic. Exactly. Well, what's interesting because our windows face out on first, and we see it. We saw more cars going the wrong way when it was a one way. Mm -hmm. Yes. We've seen very few instances of cars going the wrong way now yeah it was a weekly occurrence to see someone i would see it all the time oh driving the the wrong way going the wrong way and you'd be going no 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 or if i'm driving i'm flashing oh yes oh yes it happened all the time it's not a big deal it's really not a big deal Mm -hmm. so yeah and when and when you get out of your car and you walk around downtown then you can really see that there's a lot open there's a lot going on it's thriving is for the tourists let's Let's get down there, mm-hmm. <laughs> Us locals. Right. Let's get down there and mm-hmm. soak it up. Can we step up and and help in some way as far as talking to the council? I mean, I would think we should be able to do that, right? And say I we would want- think so. Yeah, I, there, there's a lot of meetings that happen, but in a lot of people don't have time to get to them. Right, that's an issue the, right there. For for myself, the ninety percent, we never had time. And what's interesting, post earthquake, when it was being analyzed mm-hmm. one of the most effective means of communication during those first couple weeks mm-hmm. was Facebook. Wasn't that, isn't that the truth? So city, the truth? city council people that put <clears throat> information out, the register did, they stepped up and did an outstanding job. They did. And there was a lot of interaction, but they found that was the way that most people were getting their news and information. And mm-hmm. credit to everyone, it was accurate. Yeah, social media. And there's even a, a, a Napa earthquake group. Yes, that still is somewhat active, mm-hmm. that it just brought people together. So that would be interesting, too, to have a, um, a page or a group of city council. Wonder mm-hmm. if they, I wonder if they do that and actually hear from <laughs> Well, I <I'm, laughs> could be very busy. I'm, quote, friends with a couple people on the city council on Facebook. And Maybe. They, they do post, they, they post a, a variety of things, but definitely. Right. I mean, I, and I also mm-hmm. am Facebook friends with some of them, but wouldn't it be nice to have a, a group One or a place, page yes, a city council where page. anybody and everybody, but also I think email is important because not everybody is on right. Facebook, mm-hmm. but that is certainly a, mm-hmm. a good avenue as well. Well, Sandina and Rick, I want to thank you so much for coming in and um, tell us one more time where your businesses are located. Okay. Sala Salon, it's at 1315 First Street. And Molinari Cafe is 828 Brown Street between 2nd and 3rd. With a huge patio out front. Yeah, and the patio, <laughs> yes, with, yes. With, you know, it's completely, the street's blocked off, so you can oh. sit out yes. and The good and thing enjoy. about that is that, is that um, <laughs> it's really cute too. I'm going to basically be putting more furniture outside during the summer because that street's going to be completely blocked, blocked yeah. for the next year. So it's be- technically, it's going to be my court. And there's little trees and everything out yep, there. You've got plants. I brought plants in some trees and, and stuff like <laughs> it's that. A, so. It's a very European cafe kind of it feel. It is. Yeah, I Everyone actually, sorry, but I actually petitioned and to have the street completely closed to call it justice court. Um, it's funny that I go out there and a lot of the council members and a lot of people, uh, a lot of the attorneys and everything, they even Jill has sat outside in, in the middle of the street and has loved it. Mm-hmm. And our mayor, we should say for anyone who doesn't know, <laughs> sorry, but yeah, it's, uh, it is nice, and that's yeah. that's the main goal that's of great. mine is to get that completely completely closed off. I think it'd be great of some I sort. I agree. I think it's and wonderful. We'll go forward with that. That's but. the thing about Napa people. We're resilient, mm-hmm. and you both have come up with some creative ideas to try to get around all the, you know, all the walls that have been built up around you. So, speaking of people working together, Terry Buchanan, who's a local realtor, came to me and said. I serve baby boomers and up as far as that's her Mm -hmm. demographic. And she said, I feel that the women are underserved as far as events. Would you be interested in teaming up with the mustard seed and doing a hair beauty fashion workshop for these these people? And we said, what did Barbara and I both say? Well, of course we would. (laughs) Another great downtown business owner. So... We're having an event March 5th. <gasps> Wonderful. Yes, and just doing it through Facebook. Okay. You know, RSVP with us. So what should we look up? Mustard Seed and Sala Salon? Sala Salon or Terry B. Uh, it's okay. listed under all of those. You'll find it oh, that I'm way. Go. Yeah. 
Okay. We're gonna go. Let's yes. do it, girls. And you know there'll be refreshments because it is Napa. And it of and it course. will be fun. It's not going to be one of those dry things. It's you know, and I love that too. I love seeing businesses coming together, supporting each other mm-hmm. and and putting on events and all of that. So well and, and I wanna put it out there to, to both of you, but to everyone that's listening, is that I I wanna be that conduit too. I want to, I want to help get the word out. So if you have something going on, go to my Facebook page, the Kelly Fuller show, let me know what's happening because I want to, I want to get that out to the community. Oh, perfect. We'll put it on there. <laughs> great. That thank you. Great. so. Yeah, please do. <laughs> thank you both so much for well, being thank you, here. Kelly. Thank Appreciate you. that. That's Sandina Balo and Rick Molinari. All right. Well, let's uh, get some Etta James in here. Something's got a hold on me. Sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. Yeah. I get a feeling that I never, 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 never had before. No, no. Yeah. I just want to tell you right now that uh, I believe, I really do believe that. Something's got a hold on me here Okay, just a couple more things before we say goodbye for this week. Coming up, I want to point out to you that on Thursday night, February 19th at the City Winery, it's Oscar Talk with Mick LaSalle and Carla Meyer. Of course, Mick LaSalle of San Francisco Chronicle, a film critic, and Carla's from the Sacramento Bee. It happens at 8 o'clock. They'll be doing their picks and pans and their predictions and a Q&A with the audience. This is a very popular event. I believe this is Mick's ninth time, I think, coming to Napa to do this. So do get your tickets in advance. Um, That's at City Winery. And then on Sunday, February 22nd, the Napa Valley Jazz Society is bringing the Scott Hamilton Quartet to Silos. You do get your tickets, not at Silos, but at the NVJS, Napa Valley Jazz Society. I can't even talk. (laughs) I'm so excited about Scott nvjs.org and while you're at it if you're not a member of the jazz society i encourage you to look into that option it's really a great deal also i want to point out to you that jeff sheckman has done an interview with the new city council member mary luros i took a listen to that and it's really really interesting you might want to see what uh what she has to say about her plans on being on the city council of course that's right here at napabroadcasting.com 
lots of other great shows. I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you to the Napa Valley College for supporting this station. And many thanks to all of you. Hope that you have a great week.